All right, welcome on everybody. Um, last show of the year, RSM Classic. It's not the last show of the season. It's the last show of the calendar year. Little, it doesn't it doesn't really matter that much, but we get a little break. So, Rob, thank you for joining me. I'm happy you're on. Well, even though this is kind of your show, thank you for joining me again. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you on. I'm just always like having you on. But yeah, last time a little bittersweet. It's nice to have a break, but. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do with my weekends now, especially my uh, Sunday mornings and like Saturday mornings too, grinding with the showdown stuff. So I don't know what I'm going to do with my time, but uh, well, I, I think it'll be one of those things where first week or two, you'll like it. And then you'll just be counting down the days until January and Kapalua. So, but let, yeah, let's do it, man. I'm excited about this. I mean, you, you, you got, you got some cats basketball starting to hit pick up to, I should, that should hold you up, right? You're, 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 you follow them a lot, right? Oh yeah, big time. We'll we'll get down to a couple games now. Did you see it last night where uh, two hundred thousand dollars were placed on them? I think it was minus twenty four and a half, and I the the game. Oh yeah, that's right. I did see it on Twitter, dude. What a what a terrible terrible beat. Yeah. Uh, gosh, and and then what a what an amazing win for that dude who put two two hundred k on it. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, it was insane. I I I was watching it. I was pulling into my apartment. I had it on my phone while I was driving. I was like, come on, just one more stop. Yeah. He misses it. They get the offensive rebound and laid it up. I was like, seriously? Mm-hmm. But I'm happy that guy. That guy won. But all right, enough <laughs> basketball talk. We are golf handicappers, golf betters, not basketball betters. Are you ready to uh, get into this? Well, please, let's do it. All right, we're going to start with the uh, favorites, top of the betting board, 10K range, uh, universal, about uh, basically every single book. These guys are the same more or less. So the first guy I'll talk about, and I'm sure you like him as well, is um, Cam Smith. Excuse me. Cam Smith, Australian. He's just playing exponentially better towards the end of the season. He's becoming he's becoming an elite before our eyes, and I bet him at WGC. I love him. I think he. I think it's a great spot for him. Fairways, great wedge player, great putter. What's your thoughts on Cam Smith? Yeah, I love Cam Smith. He ranks 16th in Fanshare's course suitability ranking, and it, it makes sense. Yeah, he struggles off the tee, but if we think of, I think it was this past year at Harbortown, he he kind of, I think, tied the course record as first-round leader um, before, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Stuart Sink yeah, pulled, pulled away. So, yeah, Cam is great. I, I love Cam. I was on him last week, and he just missed a ton of putts within 10 to 15 feet. And that's one of Cam's strengths. He's an excellent putter. He's top 10 in the field. So I, I love Cam. We'll see some positive regression with him with the putter, we would hope. Um, only thing I do worry about, he's coming in at fairly high ownership DFS. He's about 19% projected at Fanshare. But it's hard It's hard not to roster him. If I put out my ownership shares, he's my second highest owned guy. He's in about or almost 50% of my lineup. So big on Cam. Yeah, and um, I didn't look into his last his last week's numbers too much. How how would he was he off the tee? Was he uh, like a zero, or was he did he lose off the tee last week? Or you're not sure? Yeah, let's pull that up. Well, I know for the last twenty four, he's lost strokes off the tee. Yeah, he lost three point two off the tee in Houston, and he still finished fifteenth. Still finished fifteenth. And exactly. I the, the most surprising thing is that he gained four point four putting strokes putting. And that is so surprising with how many birdie opportunities he had. So this will be a birdie fest. He just yeah converts a lot of those. He he should contend. Yeah, we need those off the tee strokes uh, gained. They they kind of improve because there's a lot of water. 
So yeah. we don't want the big number, but I, I think he will. You know, at the CJ Cup, just a couple weeks before that, you know, he gained a stroke off the tee. So and uh, he'll like, be all right. Like, like you were saying, um, I he was. I know a lot of people bet him last week, and I was when I dove into him last week. I saw that I was looking at just the 2022 season rankings for the numbers, and Cam Smith's off the tee numbers were actually pretty good. And mm-hmm. I was like, these Cam Smith struggles off the tee. These numbers are going to regress. And at a course like Houston, where it's long, and he's going to have to hit driver a lot, and he's going to have to try his, to bomb bomb out there. I expect him to lose, but. This spot shorter. I feel like he, these are easy fairways to hit, and I think in and, and some spots there's some hazards, but the fairway percentage gains on this course is pretty good. So I feel like this won't be as hard off the tee as it was last week. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think that last week he was trying to hit long longer and like he's maybe intimidated yeah. a little bit. I feel like this week it's shorter. He doesn't have to bomb it, so I feel like it'll be fine. And he'll we'll get yeah. if he, if he's like a zero or a one off the tee, he should be in business. Yeah, that's a great point with not, and you don't have to swing as hard, you know, if the, you know, when you swing harder, there's more spin that comes on the ball. And so, yeah, I, I love that analogy or not that point of, you know, he doesn't have to neither need driver off the tee, but doesn't have to have maybe have that intimidation. Yeah. And uh, Cam Smith was the first guy I bet. I uh, actually was, I thought I was going to go the PGA tout route and bet all bombs have like a 12 man yeah. card of bombs, but I, I grabbed Cam Smith and I like that he's playing, the Seaside Course Day One, which I'll get into later. Uh, next guy in this favorites range, uh, sixth in my model, Corey Connors hasn't played since the Shriners, where he lost um, 6.87 strokes approach, which is wild for Corey Connors. Absolutely wild. Expect him to gain approach this week, and I think he'll have a good week. What's your thoughts on Corey Connors? Yeah, I don't know what to do with Corey Connors. We yes, he has great. Form that that or not I'd say current form back class so that's like back form where ball striking ranks seventh in the field the last twenty four fairways gain ranks fourth proximity from a very important distance of one twenty five to one fifty he ranks ninth yeah he, he has great data I I just think there's a question mark with the current form he hasn't played in a couple weeks and with him being one of the highest owned guys at almost twenty four percent I I totally faded in, in DFS. Not because I think he's going to play bad, but just because there's a little question mark of how is he coming into this week. And with that high ownership, I, I just want to maybe get some possible leverage if he happens to have an off week. Yeah, I was just about to pull the trigger at Corey Connors at like 25 to 1. But then I'm thinking, what am I doing betting Corey Connors 25 to 1? What does he have, one win at at Valero as a as a um, Monday qualifier or something like that? I yeah, something, yeah. It. And losing almost seven strokes approach, which is like the opposite of Corey Connors, hasn't played in X amount of weeks. Maybe there's something wrong. If we lose to a 25 to 1 Corey Connors, we lose to a 25 to 1 Corey Connors. Sure, so be it. But I don't think that'll happen. I like your approach of fading him in DFS. I totally passed him in the betting market, really considered it. And I, again, I like that he's playing Seaside on day one, but I am not betting him. All right, you, you have anyone else in this range that you'd like to note? Yeah, I'll just speak a little bit on Scotty. So Scotty's ownership is surprisingly high. Fanshare has him at 25%. That is in very, very high. It's it's hard to get multiple guys that high in, in super large field GPP. So I think that ownership number will come down a tad. But point being is he could be in the running for one of the highest owned golfers in the field. 
that that is a lot to to bite off scotty i, I still own a, a a large share of him. i think he's going to play well again maybe even win but man it's hard to take a bite of 25 percent scotty in this tournament so that's all i was just going to say about the top guys dfs wise yeah and like i said like I, last week i bet scotty almost could have won it probably i love scotty i'm a scotty fan um, what is he? He he played here once. I think he finished fourth or something like that. He, he had a good time. He played here well. Uh, I'm not betting Scotty at ten to one. I really do think he will perform well. And but like I said I, last week, I thought his first career win was going to come in more difficult conditions because when I when I model Scotty out, he never really models out for me, and it got me thinking: why does why does he play so good? It's because he's he, he's the rare rare combo of off the tee scrambling that's like his game off the mm-hmm. tee and around the green which is like very it's not very you don't we don't see it a lot but he just scores the ball like when you look at like scoring stats par four scoring and if you use that in your models he'll model out for me but i like to use more ball striking numbers and he never really models out for me like ever but i, I i'm wishing the best for scotty i'm just gonna pass on him i uh i don't really i don't know if i see it this week so you want to move sure. on to the next range let's do it all right, uh, 25 to 45 slash 9K. And again, the, some of these numbers might overlap based on different books and stuff, but you guys get the idea. First guy I'll speak about is the infamous Russell Henley. <laughs> uh, I, I heard you talk to Andy about him, I and I totally agreed with what you guys had to say. Like, I'm I'm in the same, same boat as you guys on Russell Henley. He is number one in my model, and I do think you guys point about him being in contention so much is a benefit to him. And it's going to like Sam Burns was before he won. I really see it soon for Russell Henley and he gets so much hate and I hate on him too for Twitter. Cause I bet him all the time, <laughs> but, and don't get me wrong. Russell Henley was going to be the first guy I bet this week, but I risked it. I put, I'm putting all of my, all of my eggs in the seaside day one basket. You call me crazy, but it could be a risk and it can totally backfire. Could be an advantage, but since he's not on the seaside, I, didn't bet him, and just that little reason got me off Russell Henley. But all the numbers point towards Russell Henley. There's nothing that says Russell Henley won't do well here. Um, yeah, I don't have to sell everyone on Russell Henley because his ball striking and course fit and everything makes so much sense. Even the putting makes sense. So what's your thoughts on him? Yeah, the same thing with you, you're talking about Russell Henley. Now, I, I had to limit my shares of him. I wanted him to maybe be – my second or third highest on golfer, but for the same fact you talked about for the wind and playing in the windier conditions on the seaside course, that, that, that scared me a little bit. Now, I don't think it'll be a huge disadvantage, maybe like a stroke and a half for the different kind mm-hmm. of golfers that are situated in the field, but still that's, that's hard to kind of, kind of buy in. So uh, yeah, I, I kind of backed off, but I love Russell Henley. You know, he ranks second in the field over the last 24 rounds in strokes gained approach. He ranks 10th in proximity from 150 to 175. Uh, greener regulation gained, which is important here. He ranks 16th. He ranks fourth in ball striking. Everything is lined up for Russell Henley. And the good thing about Russell Henley is he gained strokes putting last week. Hasn't done that, you know, pretty consistently within the past year, really. He's a Georgia guy. He's familiar with the area. Mm-hmm. I, I like Russell Henley. I just wish the, the, the maybe that he got the better of the tee time stack. But I will say mm-hmm. something real quick. I just wanted to mention before I forget about the the course being difficult or the courses being difficult. So the plantation being the easier of the two. 
that wasn't the case last year. Plantation actually mm -hmm. played a little bit tougher. And so I'm playing showdown lineups tomorrow. Actually, just one in a larger entry one. But I, I'm many people are going to stack the plantation. I'm actually mm -hmm. stacking more. I might go four and two, or I actually might go three and three of plantation and seaside because I think plantation might actually play a little bit easier tomorrow. But it definitely, you know, both courses are near the ocean. We get it. It's, you know, it's mm -hmm. St. Yeah. Simon's Island. But with with the link style seaside, it, the wind is going to be, you're going to be more exposed. But yeah, both, it's going to be difficult Friday for both of them, but just a tad yeah. more uh, on, on Friday at the seaside. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. And like, I love, I love Russell Henley. Like, like I, you mentioned he's a UGA guy and we mentioned like how he gained on Bermuda last week. If you look at his career Bermuda numbers versus the rest of his surface, it's like, it's a different guy. It's actually yeah. crazy. Like how he performs on Bermuda and like you, you don't, you see variances, but I feel like Russell Henley's variance is just very odd because it's consistent across the board. And then he has those weeks where he just, he can gain five plus strokes on Bermuda grass. And, I mean, I'm sure if you ask a lot of PGA Tour guys, they don't have that much of a preference. But Russell Henley on Bermuda, he just he does it. So um, move on from Russell Henley. Yep, we all we love him. Everyone loves him. Uh, my next guy, I didn't see him. I didn't see him bet at all. Really, he was super popular a week or two ago. I think it was two weeks ago. I actually bet him at forty to one. And that's Joaquin Neiman, and he didn't model out for me too much. I like Joaquin Neiman a lot. Because of this, uh, these windy conditions. This is this is very. It's going to be very windy Friday through Sunday, and of the Sony Comp, he what did he finish second at Wildlight last year? Lost in a uh, was that he lost? Was that to, um no? That was in that that was at Kapalua. That was Kapalua, yeah. That was Kapalua. But I I like um the windy condition. I like him. Uh, I love the number, and I like him to find fairways. He's really good in the one twenty five to one seventy five range range, and. It was more of a number than anything. I feel like he's priced with guys he plays better than. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can kind of see that with with Neiman. I I, I didn't touch him. I, I I've been playing him the last few weeks. He just hasn't done it for me. And I I don't know if this is his course. Yeah, if it gets windy, he has a perfect ball flight for it. But mm -hmm. I, let me he's ninety seven hundred. But let me pull off his ownership. That's the real. Real thing. And he 13%. So I can get in 13%. And maybe the real surprising thing, so maybe I need to bite my tongue, but he actually ranks third in course suitability. Or yeah, suitability. So that that's surprising. So I, I get actually Neiman could be a great, like an excellent DFS play with 13, only 13% owned, and you know, some stats saying he could be a great fit. I I, I actually like that. Yeah, and it was so weird because he was so highly like touted and tipped at Mayakoba, which is a fairway birdie fest. And was it, was that Mayakoba or was that, yeah, that was Mayakoba, not Bermuda. Yeah. He was so highly touted. And what did he finish? I think he finished fifth there or he did really well there, I believe. So I don't know, maybe, maybe people were a week or two too early on the guy. And like I said, he didn't really model out for me too much, but I do like the number more than anything. And like I'm betting outright, you're talking DFS. I'll take that four right. to one on Joaquin Neiman, who is a, one of the very talented golfer. Um, and the next guy I'll, we'll talk about that we are both on is Chris Kirk. So you, you, I saw him on your card. Give me your Chris Kirk take. So Chris Kirk and, you know, Andy pointed out when we were on a show last, or yeah, this past Monday. So this week that, 
how, how well he does on shorter Kirk courses. And so I really like Chris Kirk because he's going to be in the fairway. He's not going to find himself in trouble. And when you do, when he does find short courses, well, gosh, he's great with the wedges. And then he can convert. He's, a, he's familiar with air. Again, he's another... He's another he's another bulldog, he's another UGA guy. Uh, good course history, and let me pull up his ownership because one of the I think I kind of made a note that I really liked him for his ownership. Oh, let's see. No, maybe not because he is now. Oh, because it just updated, and oh my gosh, this updated happened just a couple minutes ago, and he's now all the way up to twenty percent owned. On DFS, Crick wow. Kirk. Yeah, that that's six point higher than what he originally was. So, you, oh my God, you, you playing him a lot in DFS or no? So I, I was, but I might have right, to get yeah. off that. That that's six points higher than what it was when I made my lineups, and now it's yeah, now it's almost up to twenty. So I might have to adjust later this evening. He still, I think he's a great bet. We both bet him, but DFS that's getting a little rocky. I might have, I might have really have to get off him now. See that, my friends, is why you watch the Wednesday night show. That's because that's we, right. We get live updates, and this is as I always I'm tweeting it. Watch Rob's show, final DFS thoughts, and that's pretty significant information on a popular golfer. So, but like I said, yeah, and like I, said, I, I don't think I've ever seen a number go up that much just in one update, and it makes sense because everything I've been reading and listening to um, in the last 24 hours have been hyping Kirk up, and I loved him when he was you know, 13% projected ownership, but gosh, now 19, it, that's, that's tough. Yeah. He's also played this court, played this event 10 times. He has a win, a T four and three top twenties. So mm -hmm. I do like Chris Kirk or it was called something else back then, but this uh, set up. Right. Um, all right. Uh, who else do you like in this range? Anyone else notable? Yeah, I, so I, you know, I don't know if it's like notable, and I don't really like them, but I just want—I have to mention my boy Taylor Gooch. And what all I'm going to say is, this is not a Taylor Gooch course. I, I, I don't like him. I didn't had—I didn't bet him. He's not in any of my lineups. I make a lot of lineups, so that should tell you something. It's—it's it's not my Gooch. It's not my Gooch's week this week. And if he comes back to yeah. win, I don't—I don't know what I'll do for the weeks we're off. But I just—I just don't see it happening this week with the Gooch. Yeah, I originally like every Saturday I write down a, li a list of golfers that just come in my head and who who I who I think have good good performance this week. I initially wrote down Taylor Gooch, but I couldn't get there either. But at the same time, I feel like you know we both know how he struggles off the tee, and he did mm -hmm. not do well last week. I feel like people were off of off of Gooch at Mayakoba because of the off the tee, they were saying, I don't know if he can hit these Mayakoba fairways and he played awesome. So you never, you never know. It's, it's golf. Yeah, that's true. So, all right, you want to move to the next range? Let's all do right, it. Uh, 50 to 65 range slash 8k. First guy I will note, and I know you will also have a lot to say about this guy is Joel Damon, who just coming off of a Friday, 65 hitting the ball amazing right now. And I'll let Rob sell you on the rest of Joel Damon. Yeah, I'm pulling up his ownership right now because Kirk, that is really worrying a bit. And good. Damon's ownership hasn't really moved at all. He's projected at 12.75, so 13%. That makes me feel so much better because he's been picking up steam on Twitter at least. But I'll tell you why I love Damon. Over the last 24 rounds, he ranks ninth in ball striking, ranks 20th in fairways game. Ranks 18th in strokes gained approach and ranks first 
from proximity to 150 to 175, 20% of approach shots come from that range, and he ranks first. We've seen him win in a, in a coastal course on Bermuda, and he's trending the best in the field. I think it's somewhere around he gained five on approach last week, had a great Sunday round. I'm one of those guys that like golfers who played really, really well on Sunday in the tournament before, and they're carrying that momentum into this week. I, I really, really like Damon, and I'm even more – just relieved that his ownership didn't jump up like Kirk did. But I, I love Damon. What do you think about him? Yeah, I wrote him down on my initial thoughts. Let's, like Before even looking at any of the numbers, I wrote him down my initial thoughts. I felt I felt like it was a good Damon spot. Um, all the numbers, like you just said, are amazing. He's in. He's playing, I think, the better of the tee times, tee time slots. He's got seaside on day one, and he's sixty six to one. It wasn't. It was pretty much a no brainer for me to bet Joel Damon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you have a lot of him in DraftKings. I bet him at sixty six to one as one of my like uh, fifth guy down the board. And yeah, I think this is going to be an awesome week for Joel Damon. Yeah, he's he's in sixty percent of my lineups. Sixty so, percent. That shows you how yeah, you feel on Joel Damon. Mm-hmm. That's that's impressive. All right, next guy I'll talk about. Uh, another Georgia Bulldog. I hate betting on him. I bet on him like probably four times in his career, and I've never once won money on him, and his name is Brendan Todd. Why do I like yeah. Brendan Todd? Um, well, this is if you th- if you think of Brendan Todd courses, this is one of them. I don't have to get into the accuracy wedge wedge game because you guys already know that with Brendan Todd. What one thing I really like about Brendan Todd is when I was at I don't know if I talked to you about this on a podcast or someone else, but when I went to Travelers and met up with Brian for the first time, I was following Brendan Todd and Scotty Scheffler on Friday afternoon, and uh, and no Brendan Todd and Sam Burns I think it was, and they weren't really a popular group. There was other bigger guys on the course. I think Rose on the course at the same time. Someone big, um, and I heard them talking and like a, one of the tee boxes, like there was no one there. And Brennan was talking to Sam Burns about the um the upcoming Zurich like partner event and just talking about golf and who they were partnering with. And Brennan Todd said, Yeah, I don't really like playing at like these te- like not travelers, but some type of courses that everyone has success on. I only like to play on courses I really think I really have a chance on. So Brennan Todd is playing events that he thinks he can compete in. And this course makes so much sense for Brennan Todd. Georgia Bulldog on top of it. Driver accuracy, wedge. He's an amazing Bermuda putter, like an elite, elite Bermuda putter, as he is on, on most services. And I got him at 66 to 1. Um, wasn't really too hard of a thought. I know it's Brendan Todd. He's probably gonna like finish 44th, but I'll take my chances with a with a 66 to 1 Brendan Todd. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I like that. And you're kind of selling me on Todd. Do you know off the top of your head what tea time? Uh, like when does he play the seaside course? Yeah, he's playing Seaside Course on Thursday. So there you go. And so I'm, you know, we don't have strokes game data for his last two tournaments. He had a uninspiring Zozo, but we get that it's the Zozo. That's not a course for him. But at Mayakoba, had six point two, or he gained six point two strokes total and finished eleventh. So maybe yeah. coming in, it'd be. I wish we got strokes game data for that. So you're kind of selling me on Todd, and maybe I need to add more uh, of him in. Let me pull up his ownership, and that's at 8, 8% owned. One thing I might have to do, and I know their price very different, um, but I might have to pivot off Kirk and add a little bit more Todd, and I, I might do that tonight based on the ownerships. 
Yeah, and I like I wrote him on my initial initial thoughts list, and for some reason my initial thoughts list has been like so good. There's been a winner like every like other week, and I, that I just haven't bet. So I got to start betting more guys that just are in my mind rather than just getting crazy with the numbers. But yeah, there you go. Brendan Todd, his last two starts here, he's gained four and a half strokes putting and five point three strokes putting. So he's loved the surfaces. I remember it was two seasons ago. When he won back-to-back events, this I think was the third event in that stretch, and he he had like an awesome Thursday round. I th- feel like I remember. So mm-hmm. he's he's good on these surfaces. Uh, he's it's, he, he's he's home in Georgia. He's low he's low ownership, and like the sto- the story I just said, he's playing in events he thinks he can contend at. So I mean, is he is he going to win? Probably not. But I'll take my chances with a 66 to 1. He's got the good tee time split. He goes off at 9 o'clock Thursday morning at the Seaside Course. I love it. Uh, so who's the next guy you like in this range? Well, there's a couple. I like I like Kuchar. wrote about him about him in my uh, fan share article. CH3 is right there, Matt Wallace. But I, Eric, um, Adam Long, I'm kind of liking more and more. But I do want to talk about Aaron Rye. So he, he does have the wrong end of the tee time stacks. And so that's a little worrisome. But one thing I do know is he's one of the most accurate drivers of the ball and he hits a lot of greens regulation. That tells me he had, he's a low spin ball hitter. So the wind may not affect him as much. Again, he's used to playing on the Euro tour. It's usually more windy in those link style courses. Maybe he's accustomed to that. But one thing I really love or what I lot I love about Aaron Rye is, yeah, we know off the tee and he's not long, but he just makes a lot of fairway. He gains 18th uh, ranks 18th off the tee in the last 24 rounds. He ranks 21st in ball striking, ranks 12th in fairways gained. We know that. But one thing I also really love is how well he's trending. So while it's just coming up right now, and first, he's also coming in at sub 5% own. So really, really love that. But last week, yeah, I gained 5.7 on approach, finished 19th while losing two strokes on, on the greens. If he just has an even day or even week on the greens, he probably finishes top five. Really like Aaron Rye. This is a course fit for him. We don't have a number for course suitability ranking on him because he just hasn't played enough tournaments over here. But I would imagine this course really suits him. He's he's. I got him at ninety to one. I know others have got him higher, but at seventy four hundred, sub five percent on in DraftKings, it's a good play. Yeah, uh, I do like Aaron Rye. I heard you guys. I heard you talk about him on Andy's show, and that. Greens and regulation stat. What is he? It was, I think it was eighth in greens and regulation on the Euro Tour last season. That's saying yeah, something. Two seasons. Like the, la, yeah, yeah, last two seasons. That's awesome. Like you said, the Euro Tour played in a lot more winning conditions than we do in America. So that's only that's only going to be a benefit if he's good in the wind. And yeah, he he's sneaky. He's got two gloves on. I would love to see Aaron Aaron Rye, Aaron Rye like compete this week. Uh, the next guy I'll talk about in this range. I've bet him already twice this season is uh, Seamus Power. I like Seamus Power because he's an, all, an all-around complete golfer with Bermuda being one of his his uh, his second-best surface. He's good in these buckets. The only thing that scared me off a little bit was his course history. But when you look at his course history, he it's it's been in the, it was in the past when he's missed all these cuts, and I feel like he's a new golfer these, this past season. I agree. Yeah. I feel like he's a new golfer. So that 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 uh, course history didn't really scare me off. Um and like I said, like I'm, 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 I stacked my card with all seaside, seaside guys on day one, and he's in that split. And obviously, it's a big risk. But say the winner comes from that seaside split, 
that cuts the field completely in half, and I'll take my chances. I, I'll, it's a, if it's a coin flip, it's a coin flip. I'll take my chances betting all my outrights who are teeing off Seaside Thursday. Seamus Power fits that mold. He's like I said, he's really good in these in the bucket distances, 125 to 150 and 150 to 175. Accurate driver. I'm not scared. There's nothing about Seamus Power that scares me. He's just a complete golfer who can score the ball. Um, and yeah, that's basically all I have in the in this uh, any in this range. Anyone else? No, I, I'm just if if we are you mind if we go down to the 6K, the bomb range? Yeah, uh, I got one guy in oh, in please. the uh, in the 7K range. Well, actually, they probably go together. So the one guy I got in this range is Emiliano Grillo. Uh, yeah. This is the third or third or fourth time I've bet Grillo this season, and I I am I am ashamed to admit that because there's no reason I should be betting Grillo that much. It's just because I model my my stuff so Tita Green based, and he's just so elite Tita Green. He's, he is. Roll some putts. That's all you got to say. Just uh, roll some putts, Grio. This is the last spot I'll probably take him because he's it's coastal and mm-hmm. roll some putts. That, that's that's all I got to say. So we'll, we'll go to your range. Yeah, so I'm going to just rattle off a few guys because this is a range I, I really like. My favorite is Russell Knox, and he is he's coming in a low, lower ownership. Um, let me pull up the stats here. He ranks – yeah, he ranks fifth overall, but he ranks sixth. What I really appreciate in fairways games, going to hit a lot of fairways, ranks 15 in greener regulation games. And I guess the bucket distance from 125 all the way up to 175, he ranks fourth and second in proximity. Really like Russell Knox. But look out, if, if it stays windy, and it is over the weekend, really liking Rory Sabatini, Andrew Landry, like him. He's got has the wrong end of the, of the, uh, the splits. Look out for Michael Thompson. Nobody is talking about Michael Thompson, likely because if you, yeah, if if you if you just look at his strokes gain information, they're terrible. Some of the worst in the field. But when Michael Thompson, what course did he win? Was it the 3M? Yeah, he won the 3M in in 20. Yeah, killing it on. Uh, he gained seven strokes off. Uh, no, on approach, but also around the greens. But he had a specific type of trend that was kind of coming in, and it wasn't. It didn't blow anybody away. But he usually kind of lose. He like lost earlier in the year. A lot of strokes came off the tee, and he he kind of corrected that going into the three M, which you really need to. But point being is, we don't have strokes gain data for Mayakoba. He finished fifteenth, and I played him in Showdown quite often, and so was trying to follow it. And so you know how in strokes gain or the shot tracer it says like shot two from the fairway. Oh yeah, with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with Michael Thompson, it was like every shot was was from the fairway. And so he hit yeah. a lot of fairways, probably why he finished um, 15th there. So we don't have any strokes gained data from him. But in the last 24 rounds, he's actually really, really one of the best in the field from hit, hitting fairways. And when you get a, a shorter course from Michael Thompson, one thing Michael Thompson, he's, he's not short off the tee by any means. But one thing he did really well in the 3M was put his wedges close. Like I, I think of the 3M, like when Champ won it this year on 18, he just sniped that wedge. Crazy. Yeah, and so Michael Thompson did a lot. He is great with the wedges. This is a Michael Thompson course, and he's coming in almost at 0% ownership. Didn't bet him outright, but he's a big DFS play, so I really like Michael yeah. Thompson. I'm, I'm Davis Riley, he's another guy. Hank Lebiota, I'm liking him more and more. Nick Hardy. Uh, Bronson Burgoon, David Thompson, and the last guy, Jim Herman. We're, we're going to see Jim Her- Herman's name this week, so look out. Yeah, and I like all of those names, especially that Russell Knox. He, Russell Knox was ninth in my model. It's a good good course fit for him. 
Um, four of the five times he's been here, he's made the cut. So I think Russell Knox is a safe play. I'm sure he's – is he – you think he's owned a lot? Yeah, I'm trying to yeah, – right now – so right right now it's 2%. Russell or Knox? I'm, I'm adjusting, yeah, and so so wow. one thing I'll say. One thing I'll say about Fanshare, though, that they're the most accurate when it comes to ownership. But when you get into the low 6K range – they're like it's they're, it's harder to predict. So I don't think Russell right. Knox will be exactly at this yeah, number. Yeah, I think he'll be a more two percent. Yeah, but but we'll see. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, he he he's a Southern guy. He went to college at Jacksonville. Um, mm-hmm. I think he I think he can actually contend this week. I was close to betting him, but he was not in the good side of the tee time split, so I didn't. Uh, another guy in this in this bomb range that modeled out for me well but got the wrong end of the sticks end of the stick was um chez he's just crushing approach right now he doesn't have great course history kyle stanley he finished fifth in my model and he finished sixth last year at this event he's not gonna make any putts so just you know you know you're gonna get that with kyle stanley and doug gim he was ninth in my model made the last two cuts he's been at this course um, I'm sure I think Doug Gim can have a sneaky performance this week if he gets off to a hot start, but he's he got the bad he got the bad time of the split of the tea time splits, so I didn't bet him. But yeah, that's that's everyone I feel like is notable. Anyone else you have to say, or are you good? No, I'm good. And I'll just say if I see someone who's trending really well, so is strong tea to green in the last three tournaments, is great ball striking last three tournaments, that that's gonna have less influence of me of not playing them in the wind. But it, you know, against the wrong True. end of the uh, winds, like the the core stack, whatever we want to call it. But if I'm having a guy who hasn't been playing well, but has maybe longer term course, you know, kind of history, then that maybe might make me get off them in DFS. So if you're hitting the ball better, it's less affected by the wind. If you're hitting the ball, so you know, if you have good kind of current stats, we'll say coming in. So, that, so that's just how maybe I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I I totally agree. So. Um, I hope I hope you guys learned something from this Wednesday night. You got one more sleep, and then you're going to wake up, and we're going to have some golf. So I know Rob's excited. I'm excited. Thank you guys for watching, and uh, good luck to everyone this week. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, man.